0: Good afternoon. Welcome. It is the Laurie and Julia show by Talk 107. Lot one. everything entertainment, it's a, a very pleasant, sunny afternoon. John Breen from the Star Tribune is going to join us. We will be talking about the purple one. We'll be That's talking right. about him a lot
3: over the yes. next few days.
1: Yes. Well, Prince from Minneapolis, that hashtag is trending on twitter because of this u of m symposium that's happening with people from universities all over the land discussing prints really yeah so john bream will tell us about that but i mean we have got to talk about airlines we really do first our jaws all dropped when we if you watch 60 minutes on um sunday night the Allegiant airline story yeah i mean shocking
3: and what To you, was the most shocking part about it?
1: That the FAA turns the other cheek to all of their emergency landings and blatant mechanical uh, disregard that they have for following the rules. Okay. Okay. And having worked at Sun Country, uh, you know, and and being, I was director of marketing and PR there. I mean, we've always loved our Sun Country. Then Saturday, late, or no, might have been, Saturday. it might have been Saturday late or Sunday morning someone tweeted us and said I can't this is the first time I had indication anything was going on with Sun Country I can't believe you ever worked at Sun Country (laughs) worst airline ever and I thought so we changed
3: management 17 times since we were there it's four owners ago and it's
1: it's it's 18 years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um,
3: but I like their frustration. On yeah, us. And
1: I, but that was when I first got, I'm like, what's going on in right. the country. And then I wake up the next day and find out that, you know, with the airport being closed, which by the way, Minneapolis airport said it's the longest length of time that they've been closed. Now, when we got diverted to Fargo, the airport closed in for January. like five hours, right? The airport was closed for like eight and a half yeah, hours. It was really
3: close. And then only one, one runway.
1: Yeah. Which is always As the case. And, you know, and, and so uh, um, anyway, so we knew something was up and then we seen the paper that Sun Country, um, um, their last scheduled uh, departure out back Cabo. out of Cabo and Mazatlan
3: was Saturday. Was
1: Saturday. And so then the planes, then one of the ways, the only way airlines make money is when the planes are in the air mm-hmm. and then they have to do scheduled maintenance. Okay. But the the planes are in the air the scheduling and the yield management, that's everything. And right. now Sun Country was sold by the cheese in Cambria guy to a New York hedge fund. Yes. So it's the first time they have not had a local owner
3: in, in lo- years. Yes, right. in years. If, if the first yes. time ever in their history. And who is heading it up?
1: The guy from, from Allegiant. Allegiant.
3: That 60 Minutes did the
1: story on. The story on. so then the story that all these people are stranded, uh, let's say a plane load of people in Mazatlan At and least. a plane load in Cabo. And um, you're on your own. You're on your own to get back. We'll give you back uh, the price of your ticket. Well, it's going to cost you four times to get home because to buy a ticket on a day's notice, if you can even find a flight. Mm
3: -hmm. And not even to hire a charter to go get these people because they have full planes. It really felt like a very bad decision. Everywhere. Well,
1: again, you know, uh, this guy from Allegiant, to CEO, I don't know how much longer he's going to be there uh, after this because the New York hedge fund, the people who own it, are going to count up what this is costing them. Mm-hmm. And it was front page in the Star Tribune, the Pioneer
3: Press. Front page USA Today, headlined on Good Morning America this morning. And the Today Show yeah. profiled at, at 7.32 a.m. It, and 7.40 on GMA. I yeah. mean, these are prime, prime time. time. That's the big yep. hour.
1: 7 it, o'clock. Yeah. It, it, And I remember heretofore, you know, my big claim to fame with Sun Country was I got Time Magazine to do a David and Goliath story when I was in a PR for Sun Country about Sun Country
3: and Northwest Airlines Mm
1: -hmm. and what they do when you have a competitive, lower cost airline in a market, how it keeps the fares. Uh,
3: down to certain down, places where right. there's competition. We yeah. need them for we competition. In some is a good airline. It,
1: totally, but they are having this huge crisis, yes, and they it's are. getting bigger and bigger. And Senator Tina Smith is going to uh, calling for an investigation, yes, and rightly so, because in the carriage of contract, which nobody ever reads when they right. buy an airline ticket, but there is a carriage here. I'll just here's my free travel agent advice of the day. When there's weather delays, airlines, You no, 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 Mm. no, let me finish. Mm -hmm. What is in your carriage of contract? Weather delays are acts of God. Therefore, you're on your own or at the mercy of the airline if they do something. Mm -hmm. When there's mechanical, then the airline has responsibility to To you, the passenger, to pay for a hotel, take care of food and beverage, to get the transportation, to compensate you, whatever it is they have obligations to you on mechanicals. So in this
3: case with these people in cargo, It was
1: weather. It was weather. So deep in the carriage of contract on. on people are obligated. People are, the airline, it may say uh, on carriage of contract because Sun Country is not a scheduled airline, right. like a Delta, sure. a United, a American. Mm-hmm. Um, they have semi-scheduled pat- routes and patterns. Seasonal seasonal pattern Mm -hmm. so on a siege they might have in their carriage of contract buried deep in there that Mm -hmm. they can do that now Somebody at Sun Country, I would say, would have said, hey, there's the grief-to-dollar ratio. Let's figure out a way to cancel a Seattle flight and a Phoenix flight or a Fort Myers flight, delay it, and get these These people back. Because they fly the plane down empty, which is why they don't want to do it. But the grief-to-dollar ratio would have made sense if somebody would have said had the compassionate... Let's take care of these people yes. they didn't. It makes front page news, front news, mm-hmm. terrible news, and I'm thinking, oh, how is Sun country going to get out of this? Then what happens this afternoon? Ooh, terrible yeah Southwest, Southwest, Southwest Airlines blows two- an engine, and Southwest Airlines the safest airline uh record uh that we have of the big planes uh, you know the carriers yep. that are out there. A woman gets sucked out of. The window, because of an engine explosion, right. sucked out of the plane. They pull her back pull her in. Back in yeah. She's injured. She's die. She dies. Now Sun Country, boom, out yeah. of the aviation news, and all eyes on Southwest. Right,
0: except for those passengers on Sun Country. No, but
1: they they're, well, they're finding they're their way, way home, home, and there's yeah. 250. I mean, I'm they, they'll figure that out. They just Sun Country. Their their response was blown. Uh, with how they handled it. They handled it. it terribly. Because they just went, oh, well, we don't have to do anything. Right. If we look at our carriage of contract, right. let's do the math on 250 and, people you know, times this. And in the
3: weather thing, I remember being stranded overnight and slept overnight mm-hmm. on the floor with my son mm-hmm. at JFK. Yeah, I remember that. On a Delta flight. Mm-hmm. Overnight. Because it was weather and they didn't. It was didn't. weather, but it was an the- entire...
1: It was- Twenty-four hours. And there were probably multiple planes, so there were no uh, hotel rooms to be nothing. and and all of that. And nothing. We got
3: nothing.
1: Yep. And again, because weather weather is not your friend. Mechanic You sometimes you
3: groan when you hear a mechanical, but at least with a mechanical You're taking care of
1: to take care of Mm -hmm. you. Anyway.
3: But it's tragic what's happened to this woman and seeing that there's seven people injured, one woman died. It was a flight from um, it was Dallas bound. It was leaving uh, New York to Mm -hmm. Dallas, and it made an emergency landing in Philadelphia. So um,
1: remember when the Aloha airline.
3: Yes. Or was it Hawaiian? I I feel like it was Hawaiian air. Yeah. I can't yeah, remember it if it was Hawaiian or Aloha, but
1: yeah, the, 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 the flight a, attendant yeah. cabin blew, off. blew yeah. off and the flight attendant yeah. got sucked out at yep. the top of the of the plane and the plane ended up landing or whatever. And that for I remember when I went to incident training school when I was at Sun Country yes. for PR in case the word, you know, that's what you refer to the, all things that go wrong. Incidents. And I went mm-hmm. to the training and there were people like they're from international carriers that were like their planes had crashed and they had people. How how you talk about the response. I remember they had someone from the that. Aloha or whatever.
0: Yeah, it was Aloha. Aloha checked, airline.
1: Yeah. yeah. Talk about, you know, and I I, I thought I was. was I, even though I was in Scottsdale at a fancy hotel, I came home in an absolute panic. And I said to Casey, I hope I'm never working at Sun Country mm-hmm. when there's an incident. And the biggest incident I ever dealt was with was a
3: canceled charter because the Vikings didn't go to the Super Bowl.
1: No. the Remember biggest thing, one Yeah, but that was easy. The, biggest, the biggest thing was when um, the Northwest pilots went on strike. And so we had an opportunity and then our pilots almost went on strike. The Sun oh, Country. So very, you know, anyway, it's just, we well, feel for people. I hope we've totally helped you with some travel.
3: People. some uh, But you're travel so, moves. if it's weather.
1: Yeah, you're screwed. You really are. Yeah. You're so, kind of at the mercy. Yep, so you are. And that's in all- airline carriage Mm -hmm. contracts and i just think there was a
3: right thing to do and a wrong thing to do here and i think people would have made a different choice
1: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely we're sorry
3: for the people on the other plane
1: i know and in in sun country you just do the right thing by those people and you'll be fine but Mm -hmm. you better do the right thing
3: exactly and
1: just reimburse everybody whatever they had to pay and give them like a free flight and send them a bouquet and uh, yes you know just take care of them yeah if it's only Mm -hmm. 250 people I mean, and now they've been bumped off of the airline news because now something even worse has happened. Yes, the unimaginable, yeah. the unthinkable, Whoa. the thing that makes nervous flyers nervous. I oh, I mm. can't
3: even imagine. And on Southwest,
1: first
0: this- fatality in the history of the airline. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: pretty amazing. They've been yeah. around for forty something years.
1: Yeah, I know they're good. A good airline. Yeah. You know. All right, listen. When we come back. It's our story. We can't get now.
3: So I just did some sampling of new songs. Yeah. Her new song's really good. I, yeah. I have to
1: I like that think of what too. the name
3: of it is. But she's got a good voice. She did. Yeah. Um, All right, so...
1: So before we get to our story we can't get enough of, um, Night Court star Harry Anderson yes. died. Donnie posted a photo of him. I think if you see a photo of him, he was only 65, you'll recognize him. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at him, Joey, I remember when we worked at Carlson together... Mm-hmm. Everyone thought you looked like Marky Post, who I was know. the hot chick. She was, I think, the defense attorney. D- on the, the defense show, attorney. Because you did.
3: I got you on airplanes had, and people thought I was her. You I had the bangs. You guys had similar yeah. hair. And I think you
1: guys were the same age. I Maybe. Mean, I think that she was like, uh, whatever. Yeah. Like you guys looked exactly alike. And you would always go, no, I don't. And then you'd get on a plane and
3: people... <laughs> and I'm like, I have no idea who she is because <laughs> i no, never no, watched watch the Board, show. Okay. Oh, And I never looked week. her up because we didn't have an internet. Oh, so I never right. even knew who she was. And he was in this show. I know, how weird there was no I, internet, Laurie? I know. That's so weird. It, I
1: know, because we're so used to like post-internet world. I know. But Harry Anderson was also in... Remember
3: Dave Barry? I feel mm-hmm. like we... He's a cousin of someone we work with, and he works for the Miami Herald, and he writes the great books. And Dave Barry's we had him
1: on our show yes. in the early years, and so Harry Anderson used to star in the CBS comedy that was called Dave's World. Oh, that's right. Which was I based on was Dave, Dave Barry. Barry's yeah, life yeah. in Miami. Okay, mm-hmm. I never knew that. Yeah. And, he died, uh, he was really young. Yeah, he was 65. only 65. He moved to New Orleans in uh, 2000 to oth- open this nightclub called Oswald Speakeasy, where he did a mix of comedy and magic and opened a magic and curio shop called Sideshow. Oh. He was a magician who became an actor. Right. Oh, got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, he was in Cheers, too. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Anyway, oh, wow. so take a look at his yep. photo if you want to see okay. it. So, I don't know how I never w- w- watched or got on E's bandwagon for the reality show Total Bellas.
3: And Total Divas. Uh, yeah, I mean, where have I been well, that I, I didn't watch Well, I think you might have this? got burnt out on the ex, the second tier ex-wives. What was that show you are watching? Oh, I loved
1: that show on VH1. What was it called again? Well, Mighty was in it, yes. and the ex-wives, it was like a...
3: Um, you know, I was married to, I was with the famous people. No, I think it was I called the Ex Wives. Was it Club called the Ex Wives Club? I was just gonna that. say Ex Wives yeah. Club. I think Eddie Murphy's
1: wife Nicole was in it, yes. and I, I, I enjoyed that she show. Did. Anyway, so you
3: missed the show, so we didn't get to know. Mm- Nikki, Nikki Bella, Bella, John Cena. Is it Cena? Cena. Cena. Mm-hmm. He's a professional wrestler, and so is she. And he's an actor. Yes, he is. He is an he actor. He started out as a wrestler.
1: I know, but he was in Trainwreck, absolutely hilarious. Yep. That's how a lot of mainstream people got to know John Cena. Yep. Then people are loving him, He plays one of the dads in this movie. that Blockers. Blockers, mm-hmm. which I want to see yeah. about yep. these girls on their prom night. Mm-hmm. So... Anyway, I, the first time I really heard about Nikki Bella was when he did this uh, public proposal at a WWE thing like a year ago.
3: Yes. And we were like, oh, we talked about it. It was kind of cute. Well, And she was a wrestler, too, though. So they would yeah. kind of, she worked that circuit. That's how they met. Okay. Yeah.
1: Got it. So mm-hmm. anyway, she broke off the engagement. Here's GMA's report. Because okay. yesterday, they were getting married on May 5th.
2: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person behind all of this
0: is Chris Jenner,
2: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
4: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Which,
2: you go to which I believe,
1: P.S., is like, isn't
2: that in three weeks? Yeah. It's, yeah. Who can... <laughs> I, I don't believe it. It feels like it's December. I know. Yeah. It's, okay. They're the WWE power couple known for their moves in the ring and on the screen. But after six years together and a very public engagement, John Cena and Nikki Bella are ending their relationship with just weeks to go before their destination wedding. One possible reason for the split? Their stance on whether or not to have children. I would never force you not to be a mom. I thought I could really sacrifice that. And I just can't. I'm not sure we should go through. The topic of parenthood has been a source of contention that fans saw play out on the reality show, Total Divas.
4: They kind of made me realize, like,
2: I do want to be a mom.
4: I'm going to choose my
0: words carefully. I can't give you
2: that. To me, I don't sit there and, like, think about being a mom or not, because I'm just so happy and love.
0: This isn't something that we need to come up with an answer today but eventually it's gonna I think
4: it's gonna have to be
0: Nikki wants kids. John has been very openly resistant to the idea of
1: having kids. It's something that they've spoken publicly about, but people even close to them thought they would push through those issues and follow through with the wedding.
2: But during their year-long engagement, both Cena and Bella seemed to change their positions on having kids, with the 34-year-old Bella telling people, I have come to that decision of being okay with it, that I won't be a mom. Meanwhile, Cena, who currently plays a dad in his new movie, Blockers, recently told the magazine that the role shifted his view on being a father saying it's certainly changed my perspective on life helps with that and working on my relationship with my bride-to-be helps with that just last week the 40-year-old was still talking about the upcoming nuptials giving no hint of the imminent breakup.
0: The planning is going great. I just can't tell you because Nicole's the boss and she's got all the details.
2: And the wedding was supposed to be May 5th after the split Cena wrote on Twitter about hardship, loss, and humility. But he added perseverance builds the strength to withstand anything life throws your way. So definitely wishing them both strength right now.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, a couple things just to give you plug. a couple things on I the I think background. she pulled the plug. She, I th- yeah. she did. Okay. She said she didn't want to be the pity wife. He wanted a pity proposal, pity wedding, and And he kind of she was giving up. She wanted to be have kids. Yeah. And she was giving it up and making it be okay to be with them and, and then it's He was wake like, up. You're
1: okay for now. Here's yeah. another prenup to yeah.
3: sign. She's she made him he made her sign a seventy-five page move in together agreement where she was the guest back oh. when they moved.
1: out with us. That's Janelle Monáe dropping another new song. It's called I Like That, the fourth song from her forthcoming album, Dirty Album. Dirty Computer, Theater sorry. Dirty, dirty, a dirty, dirty,
3: dirty album. album. Dirty
4: Computer, Dirty computer.
3: Same thing. I I'm know. John Bream. We're with John Beam from the Star Tribune talking. You just off- have a dirty mind.
4: She I does. Know. I
1: know. Well, it's do you see Prince? why she likes Prince? Yeah, come on. Come on. Okay, so uh, tell us what's a what do you think this uh, the the new Power Generation is g- going to be playing two different shows at Cooners this Saturday and then there's yeah, the it's fir- not
4: officially the New Power Generation. Okay, what, tell, it is, what is, is what is a it? couple of members from the, that used to be in the MPG? Michael Bland, the drummer. Yes. Tommy Barbarella, the keyboard player. They'll be teaming up with the Greasy Meals, Julius Collins, and maybe you know Julius has been in lots of musicals in town oh, yeah, too. He's and so they'll good. be doing a, a mm-hmm. purple purple show, lots of purple music and a tribute. And they did, I think, the first tribute to Prince after he passed uh, over at the um, Parkway Theater in the, in the Fine Line. Yeah,
1: okay. And
4: um, so they will be doing something on Saturday night at Crooners out in Fridley. All
1: right. And, By the uh, way,
4: Crooners expanded, they took out the center bar and the, the spaces. Huge now. Oh, he did. So there's a lot more good good sight lines.
1: Yeah, oh, good. That used to be what did that used to be, John?
4: The Shoreview. The yes.
3: Shoreview. Oh I yeah. like that place. That though. used to
1: be a Gomez bar. There were men of a certain age with mustaches hanging out in that bar. That's what I used to call that place. But Toupé. it's turned into a good music pl- I mean it's always been a it's place fun. for music, but Okay, so that's Saturday night and then of course. Saturday night, aren't they having a DJ? They're spinning all Prince stuff uh, at First right. Avenue?
4: You know, one, one of the funnest things last year, I think, during the celebration, was to go to First Avenue yep. late at night and listen to Prince music mm-hmm. on that great sound system with the great DJs they have. And they got four or five different DJs working all Saturday night, Saturday uh, night. Lenka Paris is going to be there, Shannon Blowtorch, Roy Freedom, who's been at First Avenue, you know, for close to 900 years now, yeah. um, will be spinning, you know, so he, he goes way back with Prince, when Prince would come by and, you know, bring a, a, a new, new record and wanted to hear how it sounded on the good speakers, so he'd have Roy or one of the other DJs there play it, and then for the kids on Sunday morning, if you're up at 10 a.m., I guess if you've got young kids, you are. Mm-hmm. There's a special prints, uh set for kids, 10 a.m. Oh. Sunday with uh, Jake Rood.
1: I love a kitty dance party. That's so Where's fun. it at? at, at First, First Avenue. Avenue. At First oh, that's Avenue. fun. That's really... And have
4: you ever seen First Avenue in the daytime?
3: Uh, mm-hmm. No. Well, no. Have I- you? Seventh entry, yeah, I have. I saw a comic there during the daytime, but the Seventh Street entry, I think, is where I saw him.
4: Yeah, yeah. So it's a little, a little different vibe. Go
3: yeah. keep the lights
1: low, okay? Um, so, um, John, the other thing I wanted to ask you: Are there any other musical things that are going on, or any other things that you want us, uh, you know, to know about that are happening this week?
4: Well, there, um, there's some Prince connected. Performers playing at the Dakota. Wednesday night is Donna Grantis, who was the guitarist in Third Eye Girl. Mm -hmm. She's got a jazz fusion group. It's not at all like Prince. It's a little funky at times. It's more like, uh, you know, Jeff Beck or something like that. They're playing Wednesday night. And then the great, um, she was a backup singer for Prince, the great Liv Warfield, who's just a live wire, just a dynamo,
1: Mm -hmm. great
4: funk rock. i describe her as like, if Annie Lennox could let her hair down in concert, this is Liv Warfield. Annie Lennox doesn't have enough hair to let down. Okay. But, but but she plays a funk rock, sort of like uh, Annie Lennox, but she's just a very physical presence, um, very very demonstrative, very sweaty. She really puts on a great show. And so Liv is at the Dakota Friday Night 2 shows, and then late Saturday, because originally she was going to be the after show after the Target Center thing, but right. that moved because of the Timberwolves playoffs, God bless them. And so Liv is doing a late show on Saturday night at 11.30. So
1: First Avenue too will be popping both Friday and Saturday night, especially Saturday with the Timberwolves. I mean, it's going to be so much fun down there.
3: It's totally going to be fun. Yeah, so there's
4: going to be a lot of energy and a lot of out-of-towners enjoying our snow and lovely weather. Yeah. And just all our purpleness.
3: Yeah, and last And if you year, want a hotel room downtown, get on it, because yeah. there's very few left.
1: I know. Well, last year, John and I were struck... Remember, all the, there were so many people from other countries.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, yesterday at the symposium, the beginning of the symposium, there was clearly a few people from, from out-of-town, and uh, there were... There's tours at the Capri Theater where Prince gave his first concerts as as Prince. Yeah. Um and I was told by one of the uh the people at at the Capri that they've had visitors there from four or five different countries already this mm. week.
3: Wow.
1: So now,
4: lots of lots of um that's
3: the people stuff to come do come
4: from out of town to discover Minneapolis and Chanhassen and, and all the things that we have to offer. And
3: our lovely April weather. Yeah, our lovely April mm-hmm. weather. It's actually gonna be Fifties this week. Well, Prince wrote
1: the song about the snow sometimes in mm-hmm. April. Um, John Bream, you were totally right. Remember, didn't you name Kendrick Lamar the best album of the year way yes. back in January? And then, what does Kendrick Lamar's album go and do yesterday?
4: Wins a Pulitzer, the first rapper to were ever you, win a Pulitzer. Were
3: you surprised by that?
4: Uh shocked. Yeah, shocked.
3: yeah.
4: very, very shocked.
3: Because
1: you know,
4: because the Pulitzer is usually honor class composition, mm-hmm. you know, and that sort of thing. They're kind of a um, little highbrow, or some might say stodgy. Right. Um, and so th- that was a totally left field kind of uh, prize awarding. Yeah. Very good. surprised, but very much deserved. It's good to see them uh, let their hair down. So. This yeah. Year.
1: Well, John, thank you for letting thank your you. hair down with us and talking to us about prince we really appreciate it we'll see you out at paisley park i'm sure. all
4: right happy purple week
1: okay thank you so much um and again if you want a party like it's prince week uh the eight ways to celebrate prince all the things we talked about are posted on our Lori and julia page
3: excellente
1: Excelente. we'll be right back
4: she's up on all the trends
0: this is the my talk now trending report
4: there are things you need to know
0: Trending online this afternoon, a local trend, Zach Parisi. He is not going to play in tonight's game against the Winnipeg Jets. And in fact, he's out indefinitely with a fractured sternum. The Minnesota Wild says Parisi is week to week with no specific timeline for his return. It's over. Sorry,
3: I'm just delivering the news.
0: Oh, Tom Brady's trending. He's the man, Stormy Dan. Well, not. He's the man. But the man, Stormy Daniels, says threatened her and her daughter back in 2011. She released a sketch of this person and... The sketch looks just like Tom Brady. The internet's having fun with that. Harley Quinn trending Kathy Yan is Warner Brothers' choice to direct Margot Robbie in an upcoming Harley Quinn standalone film. Also, today is Tax Day, the day that you need to file your taxes with the government. Go and do that now. Also, today is National Haiku Day. Here is a haiku mm. about your taxes. Yes. File your taxes now. If you don't, you'll be sorry. Signed the IRS.
2: <laughs> nice to know. Be the- more at mytalk1071.com. <laughs>
1: Thanks for hanging out with us. We are delighted. We know he's a very busy guy this week in particular. John Bream, music critic for the Star Tribune, and the guy who covered Prince for like forty years. Hi, John. Hi, John. Hi.
4: Still, still covering him. You're still still covering him. You're
1: gonna, yeah, but you've covered him the longest. Let's just put it that way, from the very beginning. And Donnie did post. your uh, article that you had, I think, in Sunday's paper, The Eight Ways to Celebrate All the Things, Prince, that are going on. But we mm-hmm. do want to hear, because uh, it's trending on Twitter, hashtag Prince from Minneapolis about this U of M symposium that is going on.
4: Well, I went to the keynote speech. Last night at the U of M, they've got professors from all over the country, from Yale, Arizona State, grad students, all sorts of journalists, that sort of thing. And they're uh, delivering papers, really wonky academic papers on prints. Wow. Using big professorial words, quoting all kinds of scholars, and it's the kind of thing that's probably over the heads of most (laughs) Prince fans. You want me to tell you some of the topics? Yeah, please inventing uptown prince prince's heterotopian minneapolis we ever heard the word heterotopian no
1: there's not
4: okay um she's always in my hair what prince learned about color and sound from Joni mitchell now that one sounds like it might be interesting
1: yes yes. yeah because wasn't he on the record about how influenced he was by that album
4: yes yeah absolutely
1: Mm
4: -hmm. um you know, signs of community cultural wealth in Prince's Minneapolis. I mean, you have a lot of people who are not from here, probably never been here, and they're just sit there <laughs> thinking and pontificating about Prince.
1: Yeah,
4: which is which is fascinating to me. And just hearing some of their the things they had to say yesterday was uh, was astounding. Yeah. You know? um, some of this stuff is down to earth, but some of it is is very academic and, and pie in the sky. Yeah. But, you know, on the other hand, it is fascinating to see that Prince has become such an important part and central part of our culture that professors are taking a look at him and feel the need to have a symposium yeah. to debate various I, I, issues of Prince. Yeah,
1: that's I, pretty cool. Yeah, it, it, really, it really is. And it, is this... Are the tickets free? Can anyone go to these
4: things? Um, yes, it, it's free, um, but you have to sign up and register for tickets online at that from Minneapolis is okay. the site okay. dot org. I think.
1: Okay, that's that's a thing. All right, so with the celebration twenty eighteen, it starts. The four day celebration starts this Thursday. There's concerts panel discussions there's tours at Paisley Park and a lot of people are on hand you you and I you covered I think all 4 days last year I went to two of the days um and I thought it was I was Im- I guess I was impressed with what I saw you know I didn't do the whole thing right um and I'm wondering what your feelings are about this second year and it feels like it's going to be a yearly thing and the fan support and love for well, prince is there. I think
4: there's two two key differences okay. this year. One, we have snow. Yeah. Which we didn't have last year and you know everyone how many times will people say you know say sometimes it snows in April, right. which is the opening remarks of the mm-hmm. keynote yesterday. Mhm. And two, there's this um, you know concert with on Friday at Target Center with Prince appearing on video clips from from concerts with the live band playing along with him. So it's a, it's a technological marvel, and it's also, you know, it's typical Prince, because what did Prince always cause? Controversy. Mm-hmm. And this is very, very controversial, both in terms of, is it is the timing right? Is it appropriate for this? Lots of people are speaking up. Why are we honoring Prince on the anniversary of his death? Couldn't we find a better time to do it, maybe on his birthday week or whatever? So but lots I mean, of people yeah. are, are, you know, weighing in on this on social media.
1: Well, was that right. your Sunday story, getting a lot of that discussion?
4: Yes. A lot, lot of the feedback on the Sunday story was, why are we, you know, they said if you don't celebrate his death, maybe you commemorate it. And someone was asking, well, who else celebrates their death? And Elvis. Elvis. The country, Elvis. Yeah. And then someone said, yeah, and who's behind both of this? Graceland. Yeah. You know, the people that uh, run Elvis's properties also run paisley park and they're the people that put together this celebration for two years now
3: yeah and do you I, think the concert's going to be fun john at target center i mean do you are you looking forward to it
4: i think it's going to be curious okay i saw a similar thing at the state fair in uh i think 2002 with elvis but it was 25 years after elvis died right and you know we weren't mourning anymore. Uh I think it's going to feel maybe a little creepy or a little macabre to see Prince up there. I know know last year at Paisley, on the last night, they showed something that was sort of a cross between a video clip of Prince and a hologram singing on the screen with the live band. And people were just overcome with emotion, just crying. I mean, it it was too soon, too close. okay to do that and I, I know personally um when i when i was you know in the first year after he passed when i would see films and pictures of him i, I you know i would get sad yeah and uh, you know we, i think we need a certain period of mourning or grieving before you can start doing these facsimiles of, of what he was like Is, in concert do you and think- so i think the timing and the taste you know, are, are very much in question here. Well, okay. what,
1: what are people, I mean, what are people saying? Like when they're leaving comments, I mean, cause it, there is the side of the argument that it, you do have to, there has to be money coming in, in order to keep the legend moving forward and staying alive. I mean, and, and with him not having a will and everything is tied up in court is this just the way that they can make money so that they can keep Paisley Park going and get archiving and make it be like what Graceland is?
4: Well, I mean, that may, that is the, the real question. Is this really all about the money? Is it about honoring him, or is it all about uh, generating money money so the estate has enough to pay its taxes? Yeah. And the estate, of course, is still muddled because, you know, you've got feuding heirs. Right. They're free on anything, and... Um, Things haven't been um, monetized to a great extent. So, you know, this 100 to $300 million that the estate is supposed to be worth hasn't been translated into real hard money. Most of the money they're getting now is coming from what happens out at Paisley Park with the tours, which, as I understand, are, are, are very popular and, yeah. and often so loud. And um, I know the celebration means a lot to the hardcore fans. Yeah, yeah. From all over the world that come in. It's it's special for them to come to Minneapolis, and I think that's important for us to realize and to honor that. But it's very expensive. You know, the celebration costs anywhere from 500 to to $1,000. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a lot of money, you yeah. know, top the airfare and hotel and right. transportation. And uh, so it's a lot of things to consider. Will people come more than once to something like that? I don't know.
3: Yeah. I don't
1: know. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's for Elvis, you know, the answer is yes. People will go. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's I true. And last year, I remember talking to the, the, they had a Graceland Enterprise archivist. Did you talk to that lady, John? Yeah. Remember yeah, when she was there? It, it, yeah. yeah. And she said that one of the thing, you know, the Prince had employed an archivist for at, at one time, but she said that they, that they... Elvis and Prince reminded her of each other because they both, with the clothes and keeping uh, tapes and video, and Elvis in case it was be tapes, but that they just sort of had some uh, similarities and she said, there's so much here. And she oh, said yeah. with Graceland that they still, like they haven't, they've really finally finished archiving Elvis Presley's estate when they opened the new complex.
4: Right, they were still discovering things Well, Elvis's dad, Vernon Was a real pack rat Saved the receipts of every single thing That ever happened in his life Yeah, And um, Prince, you know, obviously Lots and lots of outfits Thousands of outfits with matching pairs of shoes mm-hmm. You know, dozens and dozens of guitars And several pianos So uh, all that stuff was kept It wasn't necessarily um, Kept in a good place You right. know, they were finding uh, outfits stashed away in closets and in boxes and stuff like that, because he seemed to be the kind of guy that would wear an outfit once or twice and, and then, you know, put it away.
1: Yeah,
4: uh, Elvis didn't have quite as many pairs of shoes. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I remember seeing this video of Angie Marchese, the, the Graceland archivist, who's also the Paisley Parkhead archivist, uh-huh. finding a pair of Elvis boots, ri- you know, riding boots with horses, and the mud was still on the boots. This is, you know, thirty some years later.
1: Yeah, I mean that's kind. Of, so I do feel like Graceland. Had, I think Graceland Enterprises is the right uh, company to manage Paisley Park. It's the only other artist outside of Elvis that they've agreed to do. And to me, it that it's like a it's a good fit. I feel like they're going to do justice to Paisley Park.
4: Right, but the question that people are having is, is the timing and the tastefulness of some of the things that they do.
1: Right well, you know, well, you I gotta get, keep you gotta keep it takes money to keep the legend going. I mean, I'm still gonna stick on that side of the I coin. Know.
3: I have a question for you, John. If you're just joining us, we're talking to John Bream from the Star Tribune about the Prince celebration that's going on and the U of M Symposium. Um, my question is, is there you know, you have for the past two years you know, Ben, and you've you've covered Prince for, for your career here yeah. in the Twin Cities, but is there anything left that you're like, gosh, I really want to find out more about that?
4: Is there well, anything you're
3: still really curious about?
4: Sure. I mean, we'd like to know more about the details of his death. Right. Um, and we want to, you know, I think the thing that most fans really want to know about is what's really in the vault. You know, what kind of quality music is in there? What kind of quality... Um, videos are in there. He videotaped everything, rehearsals, every mm-hmm. concert he ever gave, at least at a certain point. you know, Maybe not early years, but uh, in the later years. Um, so he's got videos of all of that stuff. They could be showing all kinds of videos yeah. to these fans. Uh, some people were suggesting, instead of the live video thing at Target Center that just show concert videos.
1: That's that's what was one of my favorite things last year. Yeah, and
4: and one of the best things they showed last year, although we only saw 45 minutes of it instead of the whole, you know, about 80 minutes I know what you're
1: going to say. The
4: the piano and microphone tour, the very first piano and microphone show he did at at Paisley in January of, of 2016.
1: Yeah, they showed yeah. that, and then they also showed the last night of the Purple Rain Tour in the U.S. when it, cl- Miami. And they showed right. like 45 minutes of that concert, and it was just, it was incredible.
4: Yeah, I mean, you go back and you see him at the heights of his powers in 1984, and then you, you see him, you know, when he was in fading Health. In in uh, 2016, and he's still absolutely magical. Yeah, and and so there's there's so much to see there. I mean, you know, we could fill the rest of our lifetime watching a different Prince concert yeah. every night. It's know? true. And, I mean,
1: uh, I mean, look at uh, I don't know if you had a chance to watch on HBO Elvis the Searcher.
4: No, I didn't see it. Um, and Tom
1: Tom Zimney, who's done a lot of Springsteen uh, documentaries and stuff. I mean, think of how many, mm-hmm. how long it's been since Elvis has gone, and people, people are still curious. People think that they knew everything about Elvis, and you watch this documentary, mm-hmm. and it was just incredible. And I, I do feel like Prince has that same depth uh, of people who will weigh in and talk about him and the influence of him. So. Yeah, we're never going to be done talking about prints. Right,
4: and speaking of stuff in the vault, we scoured our negative files. You know, back in the old days, we yeah. had negative for photos, not yeah. digital prints. And we have found some uh, prints, photos, great stuff that never was published before. So there'll be a photo essay in Sunday's paper. Oh, they we'll fun. Look okay. Sort of prints in the 80s.
1: Okay, uh, John, do you have to go or can you talk to us about some of the, you know, like the things that are going on at Crooner's and First Avenue? Do you have to run?
4: No, I, I can talk for a All minutes. right.
1: Okay, great. We're talking with John Bream from The Storage Bream. We also want to play a little of Janelle Monet. She's dropped another song because her last song that she dropped was, uh, I think, the synth line was written by Prince. We'll be right back.